Good morning to you. And on the phone with us from Redmond Schools, it's Public Information Officer Holly Brown. Holly, good morning. Hi, good morning, Frank. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, it's my pleasure. First time you and I think I've had a chance to visit, so tell me a little bit about you and your background. Sure. Um, Well, I'm pretty new to the school district. I just started this year right before school came back into session. Um, But I'm from Wisconsin. I spent about 10 years in the military, and that's where my public information officer background comes from. I used to do um, public affairs for the military. Oh, cool. Holly, one of the things that uh, you wanted to talk about today was something called unfinished learning. Now, what exactly is that? Yeah, so unfinished learning is kind of a topic that a lot of people know as learning loss or lost learning from the pandemic. So basically when, you know, we had this huge disruption with our normal education practices, everyone went home and we kind of had to scramble to figure out the best way to get education for everybody from their home. Um, And that really affected people differently. You know, everyone was doing their best, of course, but it was a disproportional effect on a lot of our families. What kind of things are you seeing now that the kids are back in school? So now that they're back in school, the first thing that's probably the best is that everyone's really happy to be back in school. So we're seeing that kids are excited to start doing um, in-person learning and some of the social activities, which is really a big part of what we're trying to recapture because when, you know, children, students are in their learning years, they're not just learning, you know, facts and in, in our educational um, curriculum, but they're also learning how to interact with their peers and how to be in group settings. Um, so that's kind of part of what we're reteaching as well. We've talked uh, in the past about behavioral issues and the changes that we've seen uh, that students are, are quicker to lose their tempers or uh, go into misbehavior uh, than what we saw before the pandemic. Are you mm-hmm. referring to something like that? Yeah, um, and I think just knowing, you know, when it's appropriate to speak out and being able to um, work as a group. And so I know that um, Sharan especially has been focusing on, like, you know, let's learn how to do effective group learning again and how do we break into groups during those classroom sessions effectively and make uh, the best use of our time. When it comes to the learning loss or unfinished learning, is there quantifiable evidence for this or is it anecdotal? Um, No, yeah, it is quantifiable. So I think that everyone got really concerned because of all of that state testing that came in, right? And it showed the numbers that uh, the performance just wasn't where it was pre-pandemic. And that wasn't really a surprise to anyone, you know, because of learning from home and just the challenges that the entire situation brought to everyone. Um, so we were kind of prepared for that to be a little bit lower. Um, and it, it happened nationwide, you know. Is it um, more concentrated in one age group or grade area than another, or is it across the board? Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally sure on the numbers which age group it was, um, but I know that it affected each age group differently. So, like, our our seniors, um, for instance, it affected – it's affecting, like, their attendance now because some of them went out and got jobs during the pandemic. So that's something that has an effect as well. What sort of um, remedies are is the school district proposing? Yeah, so what I learned about from talking with our curriculum team is that um, they do a ton of assessments. So not just the state assessments, 
But we kind of have this system in place already that's really effective, and it's called RTI, which is the response to intervention. And that system is more individual-based, and so they kind of focus on one grade level per week, and they have this team of multidisciplinary experts, basically, from the school district who come in, and that could be teachers and principals and counselors, and they kind of get this holistic view of all the things that a student might be dealing with. So um, they look at the they look at the specific grade level, and they're like, okay, is there anyone that seems like they might not be performing at the expected rate, or they're not advancing, or something along those lines? And they're you know a teacher can bring a concern like, oh, this student, you know, he's not really his scores aren't showing that he's keeping up with his classmates or something like that. Um, then they can really take a look at what might be affecting that student in school and out of school, and then they work with that student's family really closely to try to come up with a plan of how can we get them up to where we kind of expect them to be amongst their peers. What sorts of things are included in plans like that? Um, So it could be like additional um, school time, so uh, before school, after school. Maybe they just need focus groups, um, so they could have extra focus groups during school time. Um, And then, you know, if it's something like – that we could help through our fan advocacy program or uh, along those lines of maybe they just need better transportation to school or maybe they need, you know, something from home that's that they they don't have that would help them if it's like access to the internet or something like that. Then we can work with kind of our community partners as well to get them situated. What's been the success rate so far? Um I don't have any kind of numbers for that, but I did talk to Linda Seberg, who's been doing this for quite some time, and um, she said this is a very effective way because it's really individualized to get them what they need to kind of bring everything up. So they take that individual, you know, look at the student and really kind of tailor to what their needs are. How do you help the family get past the, well, we failed our child syndrome? Oh, I don't know. I hope that... I hope that our families don't feel that way. Um, We certainly don't feel like anybody should feel shame or blame for what happened in the pandemic. Not everybody, you know, had the same resources. Not everybody had the same circumstances where they, you know, nobody was prepared for that. Um, So I hope that nobody feels that way. But we're certainly here to help in any way that they can of getting their student the resources and the support that they need um, to get back to where we hope that they are. Do you? How long do you think this is going to take to get everybody caught up again? Yeah. So that's the thing is we definitely think it's it's a long, long term plan, right? We don't want to cram everything. We don't want to take any shortcuts. We want to just do a really organic um, learning approach of them, the students actually being able to learn and we you know we use our data to assess what's going on and making sure that it's effective so whether that's our teaching practices um, or if we need to get different curriculum I know we've got some exciting uh, interactive curriculum in our um, we just had a new curriculum preview the other day um, and so they can they have a lot more resources now that are interactive and they can use online and textbook resources. So we try to keep things interesting in the schools for the students. I think that getting them excited about learning uh, is a big part of it as well. 
That was a hard enough job to do before the pandemic. Yeah. I think that one thing that's um, different now, though, is that I think that we realized how much as a community, like we need each other in these in-person situations. And I think it makes just a huge difference for the students to be able to be involved in after school activities and just, you know, being with their friends and building positive relationships with their teachers. Um, You know, there's all this research about how the more positive adult relationships that children have, the better their outcome is with learning and being successful. So we think all of that stuff is really important too. Yeah. You used the word previously, holistic. Yeah. Yeah. And that includes the, that includes the relationships they have with adults and what they're seeing. You know, we did our big focus on kindness this year um, because we learned in our previous um, assessments that students or not assessments, but a survey that our students were feeling like they're not really that kind to each other. And that's kind of, you know, that's stressful. I'm sure anyone can relate to that. Um, when you're not feeling like people are being kind to you and you're supposed to be learning as well. So we did a big push for that this year, and it's we've seen some great things in the schools with that. Sure. It's, uh, adults might be able to relate to that with uh, toxic workplaces. Nobody wants to do that every day, and so kids yeah. don't either. All right, Holly Brown, she's the PIO for Redmond Schools. Holly, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.